0: What's going on, guys? Coming back to you with another episode of The Simple Man's Guide to a Good Life. I think we're on, uh, of these, episode six. Um, some of you maybe have seen if you're following along, if you're following me on uh, Spotify or uh, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, that there was a, something called a midweek meditation that came up this past week on Wednesday. This is something that I want to start implementing uh, every week. Meditation has been a big part of my life the past two years or so and has helped me a lot on my path to a good life, staying on that path. And I think uh, meditation can be kind of like this esoteric, this almost like chore for some people. And I want to try to give an outlet and give an avenue to people to maybe try meditation again or try it for the first time um, and guided meditation is a great way to do that. And there's a lot of great apps out there for it as well. Um, Sam Harris's Waking Up, um, others, right? I, for some reason, that's the one I can think of right now. Um, Clear Mind or something like that. Anyways, the ones that we will be doing will always kind of be in reference to this Sunday conversation. Because uh, again, everything we're talking about here are tools or mindset things or even things around sleep, nutrition, et cetera, uh, that we can use to guide us on the path to a good life. And I think kind of being able to sit down in the middle of the week and reconnect with those topics in a meaningful way uh, and and how they're hitting with us and and how they're affecting us um, can be a, a good guide for meditation. You know, I think a lot of times when people think meditation, they just sit down in silence or sometimes, you know, a lot of meditation can be around esoteric, ideas uh, which i think are great but i think when you're first getting into it if there's not something tangible for you to be thinking about or how it's connecting to you it can be quite challenging Um, and so i think this is a a good way at least in my opinion and i've gotten some good feedback if this is something that is uh, really positive for people i might just start doing a daily meditation i'll still probably have the wednesday one be the one that's more focused to the topic of the week of the focus of the week kind of the challenge of the week And then the daily ones just being more like daily guided, generalized meditations. Um, But again, you know, this podcast is new for me. It's new for people listening. Um, I'm doing it because I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm getting great feedback from people. You know, even if there's only like four people listening or whatever, I don't really care about that. I care about just sharing my experiences, um, hearing other people's experiences, hearing if the things that I'm talking about are striking a chord with people and, Again, the whole goal here is just to help people live a more fulfilling, thriving life. Um, and if there are tools that can be taken away from that or tools given, I love it. So, with all that being said, uh, today's topic, we're gonna be talking about the ego. Um, you know, this, this kind of month, I feel like topics are gonna be focused around our mindsets, our spirits, how we think about things, how we frame things. So last week was about kind of how we think about death and using death as a tool to get us into the present moment, almost use it as a tool for motivation for how we're living. Um, And today we're going to talk about the ego. And um, I'm going to talk about an experience I had last week and kind of my views around the ego, um, how maybe we can leverage the ego to uh, work for us in a positive way. Um, And just, you know, again, have some takeaways, maybe for some people, some things to try to um, see if we can get have a better relationship with our ego. So, let's dive into it. Um, first off, I guess let's define the ego. Now, for some of you listening, you know maybe you're thinking you're immediately thinking like Sigmund Freud, right? The ego, the id, all of these things. Um, there's lots of different opinions on the ego, depending if it's like Eastern culture, Western culture, therapy versus psychotherapy versus psychology. For at least the topic of this discussion and how I view the ego, I just want us to kind of have a, a frame for my definition of the ego. And so when I'm talking about the ego today, I'm talking about the mask that we put on to function in our social world. Right. So when we go out with friends, when we're having conversations with people, when we know what we say or the actions we have are going to be put out into the social world the mask we put on or the frame in which we're delivering that stuff i'm calling the ego right it's the thing that stops us from saying that wild thing we're thinking to the person we're talking to that thought pops up and you want to say that thing and you go "Uh, maybe not uh maybe they don't need to know that side of me right it's the thing that causes you to make a decision maybe based off of the inputs and influences of others, right? It's essentially our protective mechanism to help us function inside of the social construct that we all do. Now, I have a belief that like, unless you're a Buddhist monk in the Tibetan mountains or something, I really don't think it matters how much work you do. The ego is always going to be present. I don't think you can ever completely just like dissolve the ego and now you're just a, a walking, fulfilled, esoteric human that doesn't care what anybody says about you and you don't take into the opinions of others and what you say. I just don't think that is necessarily possible. I do think through work and kind of things we're going to talk about today, you can build a healthier relationship with ego. You can notice when it's maybe being detrimental to you. You can notice when it's helping you and you can maybe leverage it but again i just don't necessarily think unless you really go off on like a full spiritual path like that that you can necessarily fully dissolve it and even then you know i don't even know if that's possible even through you know plant medicine like ayahuasca or anything like that how much you can completely dissolve it because at the end of the day it's part of our brain chemistry it's something that protects us in a social construct which we will always be living in um but nonetheless that's kind of what I'm talking about with the ego, so if you guys kind of have that mind frame, it's the filter in which we view our social world, we interact with the social world, and it, it's, it, it's kind of influencing everything we do in the social construct that we find ourselves in, okay? So one point I want to make here, I hold the belief that the ego is neither bad nor good. Um, I think a lot of times we talk about the ego in a negative way, right? In society, we talk about, we use ego as a, as a negative derogatory term. That person's egotistical, right? And we conflate that with being cocky, overconfident, you know, an asshole, something like that. Um, it's very rare where we talk about the ego being something positive. But my goal today is to get us thinking along the lines that it can be something positive for us. And like most things, it comes down to our awareness of it and kind of connecting the dots when it's working for us and when it's not, okay? So the reason I want to talk about this is I had an experience last week that really got me in touch with my ego. So for about the past month, I've been really noticing that my ego, my protective mechanism has been really influencing the way I've been making decisions. You know, the the judgment of others has been really influencing how I see the world or it's been making me judge myself very harshly you know, oh, I want people to think I'm good with money and I'm successful. Um, you know, I want people to think about me in this way. And I've been noticing this and it's come in kind of the back of my mind and not really liking it because there's also that inner voice that goes, this is who you are and you, you need to lead with that. But it can be really, really hard to do that, right? Because we, we work within the social construct. We want people to like us. We want to like other people. I also noticed that I judge other people's more than I would like to, you know, and I would like to think I judge people less than maybe other people, but I don't really care about comparing myself to others. I just know what I want to feel like. And you know, this comes from my, my history growing up in locker rooms and um, you know, just the cultures I was, I was raised in. It was somewhat normal to just judge others and I don't like that, right? Again, no matter what, there will always be some judgment of others. But for me, I don't like how much I do that. And this all comes back to the ego. And I decided that I wanted to kind of take my meditation practice to the next level. So I have never meditated while under the influence of uh, a foreign substance, (laughs) foreign substance, Um, marijuana, right? Or like psilocybin mushrooms or anything like that. And I wanted to try it. I I thought, you know, I've laid the groundwork of meditation for the past two years, doing it completely sober. I've partaken in marijuana plenty of times, but usually like most people, it's recreational. It's fun. It's whatever. I wanted to do it in a very sacred way. And this may sound woo-woo to some of you, but listen, at the end of the day, plant medicine has been used uh, for thousands of years in this way as a medicine, both physically, but a lot more psychologically, right? Right and so i wanted to do that and now for some of you you're like with marijuana really um to be completely honest when it comes to for me like edibles they throw me for a loop i don't know if it's my brain chemistry or whatever but i have very powerful experiences with edibles and everybody's different how they react to certain chemical compounds and knowing that i was like i think i can have a deep powerful experience just with marijuana if i do it right i go into this experience with a something i want to work on like a purpose right and so i decided to do that last friday night i said i want to work on my ego my relationship with my ego i want to build a better relationship with my intuition my spirit my inner voice let's do this so i um last friday i got a 10 milligram edible and again if you've ever listened to anything about plant medicine, like set and setting and intention or everything. So that night I had a really nice dinner. I just had some like, I guess you could say spa music, spa music playing. I was really in tune with like just my eating dinner. Like I just wanted to bring presence around everything I was doing, knowing I was gonna go into this experience. And so I had dinner and um, was really intentional with that, listening to really calming music and after that i had the edible it was 10 milligrams and again for some people listening they're like that's like a poultry amount for me i get it again this is my experience that's all i can speak on and then i went for a nice walk with my dog odin and again was just trying to be very intentional bring presence around everything i was doing and then decided to come back in take a hot shower and again just trying to bring calmness and stillness around everything i was doing I lit some candles. I turned the lights off in my apartment. I have a meditation chair, right? Again, everything was just kind of like leading me up to this moment of when the edible edible would hit me and the experience I was gonna have. And so knowing that I wanted to work on my ego, I found two different kind of meditation, guided meditations. One was more based around music. It was, you know, shamanic music. It was drums low groaning voice there was a fire crackling so i decided i would start with that to kind of get me on the pathway of where i wanted to be and then the second half of my meditation there was a whole guided meditation around dissolving the ego and so i kind of thought this would be a good little um, tit for tat there with those two meditations and decided for it to be an hour long so i sat and just started my meditation like i would start all my meditations focusing on my breath focusing on the sounds around me, focusing on my breathing, and nothing was really quite hitting me. You know, obviously for those that have ever partaken in marijuana, uh, especially in edible, it takes time, especially if you just ate food. And then as I was listening to the music, I felt like my brain waves getting on the same beat as the drums, and I just started to feel a connection to the music, and obviously I started to feel like the edible was kicking in. And at this point, I felt like I was kind of jettisoned out of my body. Now, again, people are like this is just marijuana. This is not, a, you know, necessarily like the most psychedelic of drugs. I understand this is just my experience, and I'm being honest and true with what I experienced. And again, my eyes are closed. When I opened my eyes, I wasn't having hallucinations or anything like that. But there was a, there was a lot more vibrancy going on with my eyes closed, and it felt like I was able to see a, a 30,000 square foot view of like myself and for the first bit of this meditation because i went in with the goal of, of addressing my ego it felt like for the first part of it my ego and my inner voice right that, that true voice that we all have deep down that we know we need to listen to that gut feeling that soul whatever you want to talk about we're kind of at war with each other and it's because, again, that, that's kind of what's going on every single day. We have a, a, a war going on between our ego self and our true self. But I could visualize it. I could see it happening. And it was a reminder that, for me, this is what's going on a lot. And that I don't really listen to my inner voice. I don't listen to my, my soul, my gut, as much as I should be. And any time that I have, it's always done me right. Right? It's, it's always been true to me and so i'm visualizing this i'm feeling this in my body and the the thing that really did it for me is earlier on in the day i was having some anxiety about money stuff i have my relationship with my confidence in myself with money is not great and the ego wanted me to start having a bad trip i guess you could say or start having anxiety thoughts and so it was like this door opened up for me to start thinking about my anxiety around money and then all of a sudden, it was like something came and literally slammed that door shut. And what I recognized in that moment, that was my inner voice. That was my spirit. That was my, my gut, my intuition saying, you, you don't need to worry about this. This doesn't even matter. Trust me. Listen to me. I am your guide. And when I did that, it was a, a great sense of self-love, right? Of trusting myself, trusting my gut. I know what's best for me inside Um, I don't need to worry about what other people think about me. I don't need to worry about judging others. All I need to worry about, not even worry, is I just need to trust myself. I need to trust my gut. And in that moment, as that was happening, you know, I then turned to the next meditation because I felt like, okay, here I am. I'm really dissolving the ego. And I I listened to the guided meditation on dissolving the ego. And there was just epiphany after epiphany, but the The big takeaway I had from this experience and why I'm talking about it today was that the ego is always going to be present. It's going to be there. But my epiphany was this. In essence, all humans are kind of self-fulfilling prophecies. What I mean by that is we all have internal scripts. We all have internal dialogue. We have internal soundtracks, as it were, that we adhere to, right? Examples of negative scripts, negative soundtracks. I'm unlovable. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. I'm just a messy person, right? We adhere these stories to ourselves. The reason that they are true, though, is because of your ego. And here's what I mean. The ego's number one goal is to prove itself right. It loves nothing more than to be right. So when we have these self-limiting beliefs about ourselves your ego will go out of its way to do two things. One, find instances or things in your history, your past, to prove that narrative right. It'll bring it up, it'll go see, see, remember that time that this happened, remember that thing, we're right, this is who we are. Two, and I think even the more destructive aspect when it comes to negative self-beliefs in the ego, is that it will take subconscious action to continue us down the path of that self-limiting belief. And I'm sure we've all had those cases where let's say we're trying to lose weight, we're on a diet, and all of a sudden we find ourselves binge eating or eating that thing we said we wouldn't. And we take a minute to go, wait, how did I get here? I don't even want to do this. That's your ego. Because somewhere deep down inside of you, or maybe even very apparently, you don't have a belief that you are somebody that can adhere to a diet or that is healthy, et cetera and your ego just took a subconscious action to prove that self-limiting belief right now some will hear that and go man screw the ego i don't like the ego but here's the thing if that is true then the opposite must also be true what i mean by that is if we have self-affirming beliefs positive narratives in our head i am lovable i am the person that can lose weight put on muscle who loves their body i am the person who's good with money i can get my debt down right these positive affirmations if you truly believe that about yourself and we're going to talk about how we can work to do that your ego will then do the same thing it will find instances to prove these narratives correct it will then take subconscious actions to keep you on that track to continue to prove those self-affirming beliefs real and maybe hopefully we have those people in our life who are just really really positive people and it's genuine it's not fake it's not the used car salesman um i know somebody off the top of my head who i can think of who is this person and at first you go there's no way somebody can be this happy this loving etc but the thing is they can if they truly believe they are that person because then they live that day in and day out and they become that self-fulfilling prophecy of that person they want to be now does that mean they're going to be that way every single moment of every single day of course not we are humans but what it means is for the most part that is their identity they're that person far more than they are the other person and so i think this is a great epiphany and a great tool for us because if there are things in our life we want to become we want to be that person who is healthy and loses weight, or we want to be that person who starts a business, or whatever goals you have, you can become that person if you leverage your ego to do so. And again, this might sound woo-woo, this might sound hippy-dippy, but it's really not. This is in psychology textbooks. This idea has been borne out in research. It's the whole reason that positive affirmations exist. It's the whole idea behind changing narratives and scripts there's therapy built around this i'm just coming to it from like an epiphany standpoint that i had and tools i've implemented but this is proven out in research psychology therapy and everything so i'm going to use an example for me right um i'm going to use a funny one i don't always put my clothes away quite in fact i am the person that like I dry my clothes and they either sit in the dryer or they sit on my bed. And so I don't necessarily like this aspect of who I am. Like I want to put my clothes away. When I do put my clothes away, I feel better about myself, right? And it's just, it's a self-limiting belief because I've told myself I'm just the person who doesn't put their clothes away, which is just a story, right? That's just a story I'm telling myself that I'm adhering to. So after this epiphany, after all this, it's, it's how do you integrate? How do you make it something tangible? What I did was the next day, I went and got sticky notes and I started writing out both positive affirmations and the the kind of person I want to become or little habits that I want to build. And so right in front of my dryer, I have a sticky note that says, I put my clothes away and feel great about it. And some people might be like, that sounds so cliche, that sounds so silly, but here's the thing. When I see that, it makes me go, that's the kind of person I want to be. So I'm going to do that habit. This is also kind of like habit building. From Atomic Habits, if you've ever heard that, um, or if you've ever read the book, heard the audio book, right? What you do is is you think about the person you want to become, and you implement the habits of said person. So if I am a clean and tidy person, would that person put their clothes away? Yes. So I just start doing that habit. But here's where leveraging the ego comes into play, and why we can build better habits or build better. Ideas about ourselves. The more I do that, even though it feels uncomfortable at first, and it feels uncomfortable because my ego and my narrative is I'm not that person, as I continue to do it, it will become a self fulfilling prophecy. It will feel easier and easier each time I do it, to where then the new narrative I will build is I am the person who puts their clothes away. And then it'll feel weird when I don't, and I won't like that aspect. And so now I'm leveraging just straight up psychology and my ego to help me become the person I want to be. Now, the bigger picture in this that I think is more just how we see ourselves, right? If you've done any therapy or if you listen to any kind of self-help stuff, you hear that same old quote, would you talk to yourself the way you talk to other people or your friends? And 99% of people go, no, God, I wouldn't even be friends with myself. Well, here's how you can start changing that, right? Come up with a positive mantra or come up with Uh, affirmations for yourself that you want to start believing and make them apparent to you so the sticky note thing what i did was not only is there that sticky note i have sticky notes now all around my apartment in places that i always look and i either have a positive mantra or i have a habit building thing that i want to start doing so i have one that i'm staring at right now that says you are a great leader and gym owner right because and I think we all have this and I think I will always have this you have that imposter syndrome you have that self-limiting belief where you go am I good at my job do people listen to me am I a good friend etc and it's normal to question but I think when you start having the self-limiting belief where you go I am not good that's right that's not helpful that's not nice to yourself you wouldn't say that to another friend even if maybe you believe that you would say it more constructively right And again, the more you see this, the more you internalize it, the more the ego will pick up on that's who we want to be. Cool. I'm going to start taking subconscious action to make that a reality. And I'm going to start reminding myself of instances where this was true. Right. I have another one that says "Um, I am lovable and deserving of intimacy. Right. I have one on my front door that literally just says today is a great day, which is just such a great reminder, right? That if I want it to be a great day, no matter what happens, it can be. You could have all kinds of random things happen to you, but what matters is your interpretation of those things. So if I just think today's gonna be a great day, I could have terrible news, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't mean it's gonna be a great day. No, not always, but it means at least I'm in that mindset. I'm shifting my mindset, right? And here's the big thing with this. For those of us that are maybe really self-critical Maybe we're the go-getter types. We have a chip on our shoulder, etc. It can be really foreign to do this. It can feel almost cliche or kind of silly or like po- toxic positivity, but it's because your ego goes, no, 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 we don't believe that. No, no, we believe this other thing. Oh no, like if, if we're starting to believe this, that means what we believed before was wrong. And we hate being wrong. And so you got to get over that uncomfortableness. You got to get over that narrative that this is cliché, this is stupid. All of these like reasons why this isn't going to work. That's just your ego not wanting to change, right? And I can say in 1 week, right? It is slowly but surely working. And it's going to take time, guys. If you've been this way like me since you were a teenager, I'm almost 30 years old. I have almost 15 years of of these certain narratives. It's not going to change in a week. It's not going to change in two weeks. It's going to take months. It might even take years for certain narratives to be brought down. But what matters is that you keep trying and it's building block after building block, right? I downloaded an app on my phone that literally like every 30, 45 minutes, a new notification pops up and it's a positive mantra in some way. And again, the first day I was like, God, these are so silly. I hate this. And now a a, a week's gone by. And I'm starting to go, oh, I resonate with this one. That is the kind of person I want to be. Or I even already think I am that person, right? And so this is what I mean by we're all walking around as self-fulfilling prophecies. Whatever story you tell yourself about who you are, you will become that person, which is really empowering, I think, because it gives you all the power. You can truly be who you want to be. And it doesn't need to be... This woo-woo esoteric thing, we're just leveraging psychology. We're leveraging the human brain, right? We're leveraging psychotherapy here. This is all scientific stuff. We, I'm just coming at it maybe from a little bit more of a woo-woo side because of the epiphany I had. But nonetheless, right, this works. And it's a way to start building better relationships with ourself. And as always, the more we can build better relationships with ourself and build self-love, It is so much easier to have love for others, build healthier and better relationship with others, be more forgiving, compassionate, empathetic, which at the end of the day, as a collective organism that all humans are, that should be our goal. And when you do that, you are really fighting kind of the mainstream societal views right now. And it starts with us. It starts with empowering ourselves to love ourselves so that we can love others, love our enemies, quote unquote, not even have enemies, right? Understand, extend all of branches. Um, I really feel like this is a great tool to live a good life because again, it's about empowering yourself with tangible tools, like having positive affirmations, putting up sticky notes around you, having reminders of the kind of person you want to be. And we can set off on the foot that we want on the path to the good life. So my challenge for you this week is identify some maybe negative scripts you adhere to. And if you want to change them, come up with the complete opposite, right? If you just believe you're the person that can't lose weight or is unlovable, just do the, write down the complete opposite. I am lovable. I am somebody who can become the healthy version of myself. Put it up on your mirror, somewhere where you can see it every single day Fight the urge to take it down or fight the urge to think it's silly or toxic positivity or woo-woo, right? And again, as always, connect dots. See how it makes you feel the first day versus the first week versus two weeks. And see if you start noticing yourself maybe taking different actions, right? Always internalize this stuff and see how it's making you feel, okay? So my goal for you this week Go out, figure out some negative scripts that you adhere to, try to turn them on their head, write some positive affirmations, maybe write out positive affirmations that you already believe about yourself so you can feel that and be like, oh, that speaks to me and that's how I want to feel about these other things, right? Maybe download an app on your phone that gives you positive affirmations throughout the day, whatever it might be, right? Just remind yourself of the kind of person you want to be and that you are becoming And the actions you want to take write those down put those in front of you go leverage your ego this week go think about your relationship with your ego and how it can become a tool for good for you a positive love it embrace it and uh go have some fun with this this week okay on the path of the good life a lot of these things are uncomfortable and new but man they can be fun right learning new aspects of ourselves and building new aspects of ourselves so hope you guys enjoyed this one Again, there'll be a midweek meditation just to get us back in tune on Wednesday, kind of with the ego, with the things we're working on. Um, Just give you 10 minutes for yourself. So be on the lookout for that on Wednesday. Hope you guys enjoyed and uh, I'll talk to you next week.